Hey, Wonderfuls, welcome to episode 368 of the podcast. That was one of those moments where I suddenly didn't believe that number because it seemed really high. With my guest, Helen Hong, if you are a Max Fun listener, uh, you know her very well as one of the hosts of Go Fact Yourself, and uh, she's also a wonderful stand-up comedian. So I hope you enjoy the episode. I am very much looking forward to the Max Fun Drive, which is creeping ever closer, and I hope everyone is doing very well indeed as we loom towards February. Can you loom towards? I mean, you can loom towards something, but like, what am I saying? Like, as we shuffle towards, as we draw ever nearer? I guess that's what I mean. As we draw ever nearer to February. I was saying I don't have kids, but I think it's um, maybe not dissimilar to the, the thing. I mean, it's obviously much less work than a kid, but. I, I don't they, think they, so. They, we, I, I don't <laughs> think so. I think a puppy oh, is, I, I know, I know, I know the PC thing to say is that is like, oh, I, I don't want to equate this with having kids. But I mean, at least with a kid, they're not shitting literally on the floor. Yeah. which <laughs> Like a which baby will have do? a diaper on. Yeah, and, no, you're right. Uh, you're and you right. know, and and a puppy will not. So you you literally have to clean up shit. You have to get up every two hours to let him out. Yeah. So I could never deal with a puppy. Um, I I thought that I always would get like a two to four year old dog, but then I ended up fostering this nine year old and uh, discovered he is exactly at my pace. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, we definitely were not going to. But uh, the dog that we. That comes with we replaced. <gasps> that is awful. No, that's not that's not what it was at all in any way, shape, or form. But um, but I we our our dog was sixteen and a half, and we had to um Aww. gently uh, say goodbye to him on New Year's Eve of last year. Uh, uh, he just was. We really watched him. Um, as my uh better half said, uh, wind down like an old clock. Aww. Um, you know, he just sort of wound down, and it was extremely painful and very sad for several months um but it also was good in the sense that it, there was nothing sudden about it so I really had a long yeah. time to kind of mourn as he was you know just getting older and by the time we um had him put to sleep he it really was a feeling of like oh my god he's we don't have to worry about him being in pain and you know all that kind of stuff so and then and then our friend with the dog rescue who very practically and 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 pragmatically and i have to say i it's something that i've sort of adopted as um a, a, as a kind of motto uh, that i never thought i would was she was like when are you getting an, another dog like let's get you a new dog and of course i you know we're like well we just want to take a you know but in her mind she's like she just is constantly rescuing dogs who would be killed and so in her mind she's like you're not replacing a dog at all you are giving you were giving a home to a different dog and that's not the same it's not it's you no one has to feel guilty and it might feel hard at first to to do but um you know I really was like oh I I knew we would get a second dog because our our husky who's 10 she's just such a pack animal and she was really bummed out when you know all of a sudden Scott was gone our other dog um and but that so our friend Natalie was like oh 
I'm, I'm in an emergency. Can you just pick up this? I just, I, someone was fostering this puppy. They can't handle him. If you could just take him for 48 hours, I'll find something else I can do with him. And we were like, oh my God, we just finished like cleaning up after an old dog. Like this is going to be like, and we're like, fine, we'll do you the favor. And of course, within that 48 hours, we were like, well, yeah, we'll just keep him for another week. And then at a week, we're like, <laughs> I mean, I guess you knew what you were doing because we're fucking adopting him. Thanks a lot. Um, and That's kind of what happened with Dodger. By the way, Dodger yeah. is part Husky. He's he's a Husky German Shepherd mix. He looks it. He's very, very handsome. And, and he does. He has that kind of powdery Husky look, yeah. not straight German Shepherd. He's very stately. And um, and I I actually ha- am familiar with huskies because an ex boyfriend had one and I knew they were very chatty and like not very cuddly <laughs> yeah. and stuff, and I was like, ugh, I don't want a husky. And I don't know anything about German shepherds, but um, I was like, ugh, I don't want a German shepherd. And so I just went to go foster because I was going to be in town over the holidays, and I was like, oh, I have two weeks off where I'm not going to be traveling or working, sure. so why don't I just go foster? Um, I'll just pick up and I I've 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 I fostered enough to know that, like, you shouldn't get a dog that you really like. Right, right, So right. I just, I literally went into the shelter. I was like, hey, I was super blase. I was like, hey, I have two weeks off. Just give me the dog that needs to get out of here the most. Aww. And she's like, do you care if he's old? And I was like, I don't care at all. I, I mean, literally, he's just going to be here for two weeks. <laughs> this like, is great, though. Whatever. The blase like, was fantastic. And he's yeah. blase, too, because he's like an aloof, <laughs> he's an aloof older husky. And so I get him in my house and he won't even, he won't look at me. He won't come on the couch. I'm like, whatever. He's like, whatever. <laughs> and then like, three days of like whatever and then the fourth day he did come up on the couch but all the way on the other side to me and I was like ew whatever and he's like ew whatever and then the f- and then the, four- the fifth day he came over and he put his head on my lap and I was like I love you and he's like I love you too and it was all over after that that's wonderful so and well, now we're in love I th- I could not love that story more. And by the way, you never know what you're going to get because I have a the husky that we have is incredibly lazy. She doesn't really make any sounds at all unless she's hungry. Uh, and then she does the sort of like deep guttural moan. Um, but she's also like the biggest love bug. Like she will she pushes herself up against you and just like wants to be petted and sort of can't hold still because she's so happy that she's getting pet petted you're like no this is the it's for your own good please stop like stop wiggling at me i can let me just stroke let me just nicely pet um so you never know it's like every you know you sort of of course that there's a good rule of thumb of like yes there are certain behaviors that you know if you want to avoid them you could probably you should probably just make a decision to avoid certain types of breeds but you know again she was a rescue like it wasn't you know necessarily something i was well i kind of did know i did i kind of did want a husky because the scott that we had was part husky but um again like his you know he was also part chow but like nothing about him was very much like you hear about chow so Mm. once you get into the mutt mode i feel like all bets are off yeah yeah i agree with that yeah because i don't there are things about him that are husky-ish like he can be aloof even now like if i force cuddle him he's like nah Nah, bitch. Nah, I'm not, I'm not. I'm not about that life right now. So he chooses when he wants to cuddle, yeah. um, and he and he does. Ugh, the cutest. So I let. So the first, the second week, I would leave the house, and my roommate would take videos of him howling for me to come back. Oh I'd leave, God. and he'd go, oh. 
Yes, he would. And I'd never heard him speak. I was like, oh, I don't think he makes noise. My roommate was like, oh, he makes noise when you leave. (laughs) (laughs) These are the things we don't know. We do not know what happens uh, when the cat's away, so to speak. Did you grow up with pets? No, not at all. I grew up in an immigrant household. My parents are not only Korean immigrants, which at their generation, you didn't allow pets in the house. Um, But also my parents are both very, they're a little bit germaphobe. My dad is extremely like OCD level germaphobic. Mm. So I was taught if you even touch a dog, you have to go wash your hand immediately. Sure. Um, And they all always thought it was disgusting. They did cave when I was in junior high and got us rabbits in a cage, which, Mm. ew, gross. Like, (laughs) who cares? That's not necessarily the best smell. I mean, I think bunnies are awfully cute. But if for somebody who doesn't want like that sort of element of animalia. I'm not sure that's a real word, but you know what I mean? Like I would not get a rabbit because I feel like my friends who had rabbits, like you would walk in and it didn't matter how far away the rabbit cage was. You would walk in the house and be like, what's happening? I smell like sawdust and shit where what's happening. And talk about aloof. I mean, they really don't like to be touched. (laughs) I think you have to have like, you have to raise them since they're babies for them to want to be petted. Yeah. Um, so our rabbits, did, I, I mean, they were just like beings that lived in the house and we <laughs> fed them and like they were, they were not pets at all. Like, I don't even know what was happening. They, they never even had proper names. Like we had two and one was named Bunny One and Bunny Two. <laughs> well, there you go. Again, this a very pragmatic, practical. Yeah. Yeah, but, there's not, I mean, there, that bunnies are like, if, if you have a bunny that doesn't want to be held, that feels like such a slap in the face because they are the most like cuddly looking animals. You feel like they're going to be like, mm, no, yeah. they, and you can tell they're panicked because their noses are going a million miles an hour. They have that like, <laughs> no. that crazy twitchy nose. And like, I would pick uh, them up and their noses and they'd be wide eyed and terrified. I'd be like, oh, oh man. God. Fine, I'll put you down. You clearly don't like any of this. Oh, no. Were your parents like, see, you wanted pets. (laughs) Yeah, they kind of were because (laughs) we were sort of like, whatever. And then like, and then uh, sadly, like two years later, they just went away. And I I still to this day don't want to know what happened to them. Mm-hmm. Like they just disappeared one day and I didn't ask where they went and oh, I don't want to know. You? <laughs> I don't want to know. I don't know. I don't want to know. I mean, hopefully he took them back to the to the pet store or whatever. But wait, wait how old were you when they disappeared? Probably a freshman in high school. <laughs> that's, that's not like a six-year-old no. who like doesn't know. You genuinely were like, okay, well, this is not, they're not volunteering any information. And uh, I guess I'm just not going to correct get into it. Like it was like I went away. Oh, okay. I okay. went away. What was it? Maybe it was summer camp or something. I don't know. What, I, I went away and I came back and they were gone. And I just didn't inquire. <laughs> I didn't inquire. And to this day, I have no idea. And I don't really want to know. Oh, I don't no. want to know. And you said you, you it's you and your brother? Me and my sister. Oh, your sister. Sorry. Yeah. And me um, and my sister. And, like, and so we just never grew up with pets. And like my parents' generation, you know, if you had a dog, it was tied up outside. You know, uh-huh. you know, you never just let animals in the house. And because my parents are my dad, especially is so OCD, yeah. um, we were just never. And so I was always like, Ugh, about and also, I'm definitely allergic to cats. Mm-hmm. So I always thought dogs were dirty and cats I'm allergic to anyway. So I just was never a pet person. And then um, I was crashing at a friend's house when I first moved to New York. I was crashing at a friend's and she had a dog, a little mutt. 
And she would leave to go to work every day. And I was like, just moved to New York and was like looking for work. And so I would just sit at her in her living room on her computer for hours and hours. And this dog would just sit at my feet. And I was like, ew. And he was like, but will you pet me? Will you love me? Will you you pet me? Uh, Can I just sit here? Can I just warm your feet? And I would just like push him away with my foot. And then like literally a month later, I was like, oh my God, I'm in love with you. And he's like, I know, aren't I great? So it took like a month of macho. Macho to this day is my first canine love. That's a great dog. Macho. And he was tiny. So it was more hilarious because he was just this small little mutt named Macho. And Macho to this day will always have such a special place in my heart because he was the one that really turned me on to like doggy love. Sure. And Macho was literally the best dog. He just, just wanted to love you and just wanted to be loved. And he would do this thing where he would like flip over. I would come over and he would flip over on his back immediately so I could rub his tummy. And after a certain, like, you know, I would dog sit him all the time. And I just was around him a lot. I was basically his godmother. And there was a a point where I would like rub him. I'd be like, I love you, macho. I love you. And he'd go. (sighs) (laughs) I was like, he knew I was saying I love you. Like he would just go. (sighs) (laughs) And I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. He gets me. He knows. So. Wait, where, where did you move? Where did you move from when you moved to New York? I bounced between L.A. and New York for. So. When I graduated college, I moved to L.A. for a couple of years. Where'd you go to college? I'm going backwards. Can you tell that I'm spinning ever yes, backwards? Yes, a- absolutely. So I went to UMass Amherst okay. in uh, Massachusetts, like in the deep part of Massachusetts. It's actually the college where the Pixies started. Are you familiar mm, with the Pixies? Yes. The oh, yes. That's where uh, yeah. they started. The and they Pixies. have a, a song called UMass. They do have a song yeah, called UMass. They have a song called UMass. It's about drinking and being in the woods. I mean, hashtag enough accurate. said. Hashtag accurate. <laughs> and, did, and, and did you grow? Where'd you go to high school? So I had a twisted childhood. We moved around a lot. Uh, the first part of high school, I went to high school called a high school called Tottenville High in Staten Island, New York. Okay. And then the second part of high school, I went to North Andover High in North Andover, Massachusetts, where okay. I think Jay Leno is from. I think that's I mean, North Andover's claim to fame. I mean, I guess I won't. I guess I won't say that you remind me of Jay Leno. So I guess there's a that it doesn't necessarily define you. No, I mean, I I hope I don't <laughs> remind anyone of Jay Leno. Um, I, uh, other Why than, did you guys you know, move around so much? Why did it feel well, if if you don't mind my asking, what was uh, twisted just about like it? Like my parents were immigrants and they didn't have a steady income and they were trying to have um, small businesses. So they mm. would have like a bunch of small businesses that were failing or not doing well and then they would move and try to open another business and they would move and try to open another business and Eventually, they heard about this opportunity. So I grew up in New York City, like all the different boroughs. So we bounced around all the different boroughs when I was a little kid. And then in the middle of high school, they heard about some business opportunity in Massachusetts. <laughs> Which, uh-huh. And they're like, we're up and moving From to Massachusetts. Who? And I was like, I'm in uh-huh. high school. Like, are you out of your fucking mind? Yeah. Um, but that's what happened, and that's why I'm traumatized. 
<laughs> We've all got something. What's what's what, what's my reason? What would uh, what how so with the various businesses was was it kind of like various and sundry businesses like yeah so, we're trying our hand at this thing we don't yeah. necessarily have a background in yeah so I remember when I when we lived in Brooklyn when I was little uh, they had a card store it was like a card and gift store so they sold Hallmark cards and they sold like a lot of cha- you know like sure you know chachkish stuff like I remember there was a lot of like random Hello Kitty stuff like I had a lot of Hello Kitty stuff as a kid just because I had access to it because they had they would sell it they were selling like Hello Kitty ceramics and little figurines and um you know things like paperweights made out of crystal and Mm -hmm, sure (laughs) random stuff like that yeah uh it was like a cross between what's that mall store that the sharp not no Brookstone no, it wasn't Brookstone. It wasn't Sharper Image. There's like a Chachkis Mall store. I I keep thinking of just like all the Hallmark stores where I grew up in Tucson with that did sort of have that. It was like yeah. lots of cards, but yep. then also candles, and then yeah. also ornaments, yep. and then also ornaments. yeah figurines. And, yes, yeah, totally figurines and ornaments. And if you had a mantelpiece, man, we could fill that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Blacks. And wall ornamental wall coverings yeah. and things like that, and this was in freaking Flatbush, Brooklyn. <laughs> like, who the fuck is buying this shit? So that went they were, that went out of business, and then uh, shortly after that, they opened like a like a a snack. Sh- it wasn't a snack shop. It's it's hard to say. It's it's a very distinctive New York thing where it's like. It wasn't a bodega because they weren't selling bodega stuff, but it was like almost like a precursor of a Korean deli, which if you grew up in New York City, they, yeah. they have these things called Korean delis where it's like it's a very big lunch thing. Sure. Where uh, they sell prepared food and you go and yeah. get lunch. And so they would sell like rotisserie chicken and this was um, uh, Flatbush Brooklyn. So they would sell beef patties Jamaican beef patties because there was a big like Jamaican community. They would also sell potato knishes because there's a big Jewish community. Uh-huh. They would you gotta sell know your like customer. fish and chips, rotisserie chicken. I just remember eating like a beef patty and or a potato knish every day after school. Right. That's a lot of that seems like a lot of prep too. You know, whenever I'm in those places in New York, yes. especially the really big ones, there is a sense of like, I don't know how all of this is getting made. Oh my god. Like, this and is they a were, tremendous And it was a small business. So my dad uh told me, you know, later I learned like he would get up at three o'clock in the morning. Jesus. Um and just his days were just like a freaking grind. And then he would also have to do the shopping. So he would go Oof. to the Fulton Fish Mart. He has this crazy story about going to the famous Brooklyn Fulton Fish Market. And like it was like run by the Italian mafia at the time. And he pulled into like a parking spot that was like a reserved parking spot for one of the like upper ups at the fish market and he came back after shopping for fish and all of his windows had been smashed <gasps> Whoa. yeah yeah it's one of the craziest stories my and he tells it super cash i'm like what you had the italian mafia break oh out the windows to God. your car what the fuck that's some 
crazy shit. Oh my god. Crazy shit. Yeah, like they had taken like they would be these like real like mafia like fish old school fish guys that had the fish hooks, the big fish hooks and someone had taken a fish hook and bashed out all of his windows in his car. Wow. Parked in the wrong spot. Wow. I can't believe we haven't seen that in a Scorsese movie yet. Just just you wait. Next year it's going to be like your dad's story as told by, yeah. Yeah, I think it's it's one of the craziest stories that you just nonchalantly like, oh yeah, and then I got back to my car and all the windows were gone. And I was like, wow. So, Over something so small, like crazy. rules are rules. Yeah, don't be in I mean, the spot. You don't, you don't disrespect. No disrespect. I guess know? not. So, um, did, and so, what was his? What were their like? What were their sort of? I mean, I because I don't want to like lean into the I, the the sort of I don't want to say cliche, but uh, but just you know the the sort of cliche of like the the hard work ethic and the kind of like we want better for you than oh, we've had and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and and so what did they? Did they have ideas in mind for you that did not include having to make potato knishes and and Jamaican beef patties? Oh, yeah, of course. Like the stereotypes, the Korean stereotypes are so, they come from somewhere. They all wanted, like, they were all super sacrificing, hardworking immigrants who all wanted their kids to become doctors and lawyers, period, full stop. Yeah. (laughs) Those are the two jobs. (laughs) Those are the only two jobs. Become a doctor or lawyer, marry a doctor or lawyer, have two kids, you know, and then pay for my retirement. <laughs> sure. That's literally once you've paid off your student loan, which you hopefully your you're a successful loans, doctor or lawyer. Take, then I move in with you, right? <laughs> and right. you and I'll take I'll help take care of your kids, I guess. And then you like, and then you and then you know you take care of me in my old age. Like that's literally. Yeah. And none of that happened for them because I am a stand-up comedian <laughs> slash actor, unmarried, no children. I just adopted a nine-year-old husky and that is as parental as I get. Right. <laughs> right. They don't, they're not allowed to move in with me. My mother a few years ago was trying to move in with me and I was like, bitch, that's all First I of all, I love Bitch. the image of her actually trying, oh like the God. idea that she, she would show up with like a bookcase she, and just be trying to wedge it into your through your doorway. She fully thought we were going to Laverne and Shirley some shit together. Like she fully oh. thought we were going to like live in a two bedroom and like kick it. <laughs> As like roomies. And I was like, "Bitch, you nuts." <laughs> Because she, she, um, my mother had like a breast cancer scare, not, not a scare, she had breast cancer a couple, a few years ago, and she, everything's fine, they got it, they caught it early, she had radiation therapy, she's great. Yeah, um, good. But she was like, you know, it was scary for all of us, and she was like, they, they, to this day, they live in Massachusetts, it's freezing, it's not good for 70-year-old retirees to live in freaking Massachusetts, no. it's freezing yeah. and horrible, and she, her health was not good, and she was like, I want to move to California, your dad doesn't want to move to California, but I want to move, so I'm going to go there, and, and, and I'll buy a two-bedroom, and you can move in with me, Ah, uh, yep, yep, and yep, pay yep, me okay. rent, and I was like, no, <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, what do you mean, no? And she was like, "You're, I'll like, you can get a dog like you always wanted because I'll be at home and take care of it when you travel and stuff." Oh, she started she sweetening like, the deal. Yeah, she was like, she was like, "You can pay me rock bottom rent, and and I'll do all your cooking and cleaning and laundry, and you, I'll wash your dog." And I was like, "No, 
Then she did she I mean it doesn't obviously to your point it's not like you had been checking off the rest of the checkoff list uh, of all these you know sort of qualities that were expected of you so was she like was she that surprised I mean they when did they start to get an indication from you that um, such things were probably not to be on on the I think she was surprised because when the breast cancer thing happened, I really stepped up. Yeah. My sister and I both really stepped up um, because, you know, it's it's scary. And so like. Sure. um, You know, we all stepped up and we my sister and I were like taking turns flying. My sister and I both live in California. And so we would take turns flying back there and like taking care of them and you know, cooking or like getting a meal service and things like that. And then my mom literally at the end of her radiation treatment, like the week later got hit by a car. (laughs) I was like, what is happening? Like what kind of dirty chi do you got to clean your chi girl? Like what is happening? You're attracting. She's like, I don't know what's happening. I'm like, I don't know either, but you got to like cleanse the negativity or something. Yeah. And so she literally had this breast cancer scare. She like gets a lumpectomy. She goes through radiation treatment. She literally finishes radiation and a week later gets hit like in a, in like a bad car accident. And so I jump on a plane that minute you know, when I go and I take care of her for three days and then my sister comes and takes care of her for, you know, so we were, so we, we, we all stepped up. And yeah. so I think in my mom's eye, like she was like, okay, these, these seemingly useless children, <laughs> <laughs> these seemingly useless children, when push comes to shove, will right. take care of me when yes. I need to be taken care of. The pro- so, ah, but see, that's the problem because yeah. she showed her hand too much by offering to take care of you, making it clear that she actually didn't need you to take care of her so that you then would be like, um, <laughs> and no. She, so she thought that she oh. thought like, oh, well, I'm old and frail and I am. It's too cold for me here. I don't want to move somewhere temperate. But your dad doesn't. So I'm going to move in with you and you're going to take care of me. And I was like, nah, bitch. Nah. <laughs> Nah. What did your dad at the at, when all this was happening? Was your dad like, eh, go? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Yes. All righty. Okay, we're gonna take a break. I will be back after a word from our wonderful buddies at Maximum Fun. Hey, Jake Keith. Hey, Helen. I hear you have a true-false quiz you want me to finish. I do. Here we begin. We host a trivia game show podcast on the Max Fun Network called Go Fact Yourself. True. Correct. The show is all about celebrity guests answering trivia questions about things Jake Keith enjoys. False. We sometimes don't talk about baseball or cats. Thank God. It's questions about things they enjoy. Next, we bring on surprise experts every episode. True. Correct. Final question. It's just the two of us sitting alone with these guests. False. Correct. We have a live audience at the Angel City Brewery. See? You can hear Go Fact Yourself every first and third Friday of the month. And if you don't listen, you can go fact yourself. True. I was going to say, how hands-on was she in those formative years of high school when we, you know, certainly 
I don't think there's ever a time in your life where you want less engagement with your parents. Like you may top out and like continue to not want that involvement, but I feel like it really flares up in high school oh and it, it is really I like this. It. I can't like you, it's like you get hives kind of, you know, from parents. And I got, I was, I had such a rough childhood because of all the moving around. Yeah. So that already was very tough on me. And like moving in the middle of high school, like I I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy, you know, because I lived it and I know how how rough it was. And so on top of that, I had these like very um, hardcore immigrant Korean parents who were like super disappointed in everything I did. Oh, no. And... um, you know, and I also had back then a very bad relationship with my dad because we have a very similar personality. Mm. And so he has this like, well, I know best and I'm right. And I was like, no, I know best and I'm right. Um, and so we would clash. And so there was a, pop, a point in high school, probably shortly after we moved to Massachusetts, where Every single night for dinner, I would sit down at the dinner table. I would get into a screaming match within five oh, minutes God. and storm back up to my room. Oh, my God. It was like a fun ritual. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a delightful ritual. Right? I would be like, oh, it's time to get into a screaming match at the dinner table. Got to blow off some steam so I can <laughs> reboot back in my room. And storm back up. Oh, yeah, my God. Yeah, it was so awful. It was, was awful. There- was there like a was there like a you have to keep your your bedroom door open or did you kind of at least within the house kind of have a, a place that was a little bit of a sanctuary where you felt like you would be undisturbed or was it like she could barge in and, and no they could barge in at any time yeah. we never had locks locks yeah. were not allowed locks in a Korean household is like unheard of like bedroom locks forget yeah. it. Um, and they would come in and like my room, would, I'm just a messy person. I've always have been. I, I now know. And like my dad would come in and be like, I can't believe how disgusting your room is. He would call me a pig. He'd be oh like, boy. you're a pig. You're a pig. And I'd be like, get out. So <laughs> it was super fun times. That's probably why I do stand up. <laughs> well, that's the thing. I mean, that, it, that is true, though. <laughs> yeah. I mean, do you do you do, did you feel that then? Was it like was that a way to kind of, you know, decompress uh, to your friends or to yourself just um, or to your sister? Like, was it kind of like you, you found out early? Like, I, this is a way to get through it or no, it was probably more it was the being funny was probably more of a of a defense mechanism or survival tactic because I was moving around so much. Mm-hmm. Because it was it was like I was always a new kid at school, right? And like when we moved to Massachusetts, it was so brutal because like we moved. I I went from a big inner city, New York City high school with five thousand kids wow. to like a small suburb in Massachusetts with like seven hundred kids. It was like and, that. And, and what were, was the diversity? And they were like, all white. Yeah, and they were all like you know, pretty affluent white people who had been living in that town all their lives. And so like these kids knew had known all knew each other from Ooh. kindergarten and first That's grade. So rough. And I just remember the first oh my God, this is like the saddest thing. I'll tell you the saddest are you ready to cry? I'm the so f- ready. I'm always ready to cry. Always the first ready to cry. Day of school at that new school, I go into the cafeteria, which is tiny in comparison to the cafeteria I was used to. And I am, and but this is ballsy. In in retrospect, this is very ballsy on my part. I took my tray of food and I started going up to 
different tables that had a seat oh, open. No. And I said, hey, can I sit here? And they were like, no, the seat's taken. Oh, no. Oh, no. Hey, can I sit with you guys? No, the seat's taken. That happened like five times. And then I went mm. and sat by myself. <laughs> Isn't that brutal? I it's just awful. remember that. I just remembered like, and I'm like proud of myself that I even tried. I know. I'm very first impressed. first day of school. And I was like a tiny little Asian girl amongst the sea of white <sighs> kids with that were like ew what is this alien doing like where did this alien from outer space come from yeah did that ever resolve itself i mean what did you did you were you able to sort of build friendships for those yeah yeah i made a couple of friends with like a few outcasts i had a little outcast group um and uh i joined the theater guild Aha, uh-huh. this is what I was hoping to get to because so often it's a oh, wonderful yeah. I was collecting a, by, pool for yeah, by, many by of us. Yeah, by senior year I was the president of the theater guild, so. Yeah, you yeah, were. Yeah, I was. Um, and I told my, I uh, let's see, yeah, I, I even, in, even in New York when I was in middle school, I told my parents I wanted to go to the Fame High School, I wanted to go to LaGuardia, mm-hmm. <laughs> and they were like, what? and then went about their day (laughs) (laughs) i we did i'm sure we didn't hear her correctly uh anyone want more pork Uh, (laughs) (laughs) and then they just kept walking (laughs) oh god that's wonderful and and so dating also not an option or did you secretly once you got once you made it i had a boyfriend my senior year i had a boyfriend his name is ray fontaine ray fontaine if you're out there I hope you're doing he, great. Did he know what like a a, a sweet ass name he had? Ray Fontaine, Ray Fontaine is a pretty cool name, and um, not only that, but Ray was the first boy I ever kissed, and man, he could kiss. Oh, good. Ooh. Oh, good. Well, you listen. You skipped past a lot of uh, our experiences where many of us, male and female, ended up with some kisses that were, you know dry at best and very <laughs> slobbery at worst <laughs> no ray fontaine was such a good kisser like to this day i feel like he's one of the top seven kisses i've ever had and i, I don't that know you if... just arbitrarily picked the number seven <laughs> i now i'm going to have to ask you we don't have to name names but why are there seven and who are they there's i mean there's some you know i've had some horrible kissers and some really, really good ones. You know it's good when you're like, oh, my God, I want to drop my pants right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And, do, and, when you, and when you have a bad kisser, do you ever, have you ever tried to kind of convert them into whatever kind of kissing, you know, would work for you? Or is no. it like a lost cause? No. I'm not yeah. about, I'm not an educator. <laughs> I'm not an educator. I'm not here for that. Ray I, Fontaine spoiled you forever. Oh my god, Ray Fontaine was such a good kisser and he was such a sweet boy. He really was. He was, was he in the theater program or was he it was an uh, outside He was in that. the theater program. Mm. Um he also was sort of in the same sort of weird geeky outcast like fringy group. It was, you know, it was fringes so it's like was it even a group? Right, just right. Like these weird outcast kids, right? And he also like came from a very poor family, and so we had that connection that we were like, you know, like the slums of Beverly Hills. You know, it was like that. It was like sure, we were like the only two kids that didn't own cars. Yeah, <laughs> like who the fuck? I smell love. Yeah, like uh, our high school like had a huge parking lot because all the kids had cars. Like who wow. has cars oh, when you're 16? These kids yeah. did. I didn't. Yeah, um, Ray me didn't. Neither. 
And so Ray would walk the mile and a half to two miles from his house to my house and pick flowers along the way. Oh, Ray. I mean, could you die? Oh, Ray. Ray. What a sweetheart. Um, and he and that was all of senior year? You guys were yeah, pretty much? Well, no, we've got into a fight then uh, before prom, so we didn't. I didn't end up going to prom with him. I ended up going to prom with another friend from uh, Theater Guild who I had a little, ba- a little crush on. His name is Jason Morin. I want to say Morin. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So Definitely not this. quite as Jason, dynamic of a name. Jason was in the theater guild. He was such a great actor and singer and dancer. And he like was such a great listener and had such great fashion. And I couldn't believe on prom night that he didn't try to kiss me. Mm-hmm. Even though he's such a good dancer and singer and actor. And then years mm-hmm. later, I was like, oh, he was gay. <laughs> <laughs> Jason was gay as fuck. All the signs were there. But because I was so naive <sighs> at the time, like I didn't know what the signs were. Now, sure. Jason's the type that like if you saw him now, he would have a neon sign over his head that said, gay. Yeah. I'm but I'll in tell the you what. theater guild and I but- sing and I act. <laughs> and, yeah, honey, let's go to the prom together. You be my beard and I'll be your purse. Girl, I have been there and I, I just have been there. But and 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 but I will say this because I've been there um, and, and this remains true for me to this day. And I think there's a reason that, you know, that, that people joke about straight women uh, or, or gay women or bi women having gay male friends and being very close to them, um, because when a gay man flat you you know if I can if I could be so bold as to as to make a, 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 a just a general observation it feels fabulous yeah so I feel like when you're in high school and if if you're you know in an era or in an area where the people just people aren't out or maybe they're not even out to themselves because you know it's a scary proposition if yeah. you're in a place you don't think you'd be accepted um the way a gay boy would flirt with me oh. in high school mm. I felt like the princess of the world mm. so there's also good reason reason sometimes for everybody to kind of be confused because you know it's like oh he notices me oh he notices things about me that other people don't notice oh he really listens oh you know all that kind of stuff like why wouldn't you and 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 you know and he's and if he's attractive and stylish and talented and all that kind of stuff like of course you're gonna hope for that kiss on prom night yeah he was super cute and he had a great head of hair I just remember he had great hair and he was just so sweet, and we like were in theater guild together, and he was just so dramatic. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful, yeah. Beautiful, yeah. And so I feel like I, I kind of had that too, where I, I don't know why there was. Uh, well, this is not that. This is not what you just described. Isn't that? But it did remind me of a couple of like the you know like the eighth grade sort of prom or whatever that was, um, the eighth grade dance of like before we graduated from junior high, and then also my senior year of prom. Both times I went with people that I had been involved with in the past, but who I was no longer involved with. But it was this very mature like unexpectedly mature like conversation where you're like as a 12 year old to be like you know I'm not seeing anyone right now and you were so important to me Um, like I think you know I just I would love to celebrate prom with you because even though it didn't work out I still have a lot of affection I was like wow why why 
was I so? Why were we so grown up at those ages to where you could sort of like identify that? But then it's also kind of confusing because then you're sort of part of this night that's supposed to matter uh in I was any not kind grown of way at all. i was petty as hell i remember one of the reasons why i went with J- i asked i asked jason to go with prom with me was because i wanted to make ray fontaine jealous oh sure because we were in a breakup at the moment and so he went with somebody else and i went with somebody else and we just kind of like eyed each other at the prom and but I then did like, you get back to but you got back together after that after the fight or no we probably did I can't remember. I can't remember. We probably did. Um, I mean, with that great kissing, how could I stay away? Here's another great tidbit about Ray Fontaine. I wanted to lose my virginity to him, and he wouldn't have it because he was Catholic. Oh, my. Okay. And he was, like, devout enough. He wasn't devout enough that he wouldn't, like, we wouldn't, like, roll around just hump, <laughs> dry humping each other for hours, <laughs> making out. Um, I miss those but days. he was Catholic enough that he wouldn't lose his virginity to me and then that ended up being a tragedy because then of course i lost it in some horrible experience like my first week of college (laughs) oh god yeah yeah oh ray fontaine (sighs) you could have given me a beautiful virginity losing experience that's right but no i had to lose it to some stranger but no, you were married to Jesus. Oh, that's nuns. Never mind. That's not, it's kinda, not totally the same. I mean, he kind of was. That was his excuse. He was like, I just can't. It's just wrong. Did you ever, did you stay in touch with him ever? Like to where, you know, 10 years later, you could say like, and by the way, I've never forgiven you for not having no. sex with me. I don't even think the one high school reunion I went, which was 10 years, he, I don't think he was there. And I never saw him and I never really looked him up. I kind of am curious. I kind of want to look him up now. I find, um, okay, here's what I, I want to do this. And are actually, you gonna look him, are you going to look him up? <laughs> I'm not going to look him up because what I want to do instead is, and this is, I would be diving into the MASH game too early if I made this a MASH category, but I do want to say, I believe between the two of us and you, listen, you're at almost, you're, you're at almost a disadvantage because you actually know him. So you might actually be practical about this. I don't know anything about him other than that his name is Ray Fontaine and he was in theater. But I will say that if he had opened a beauty school, like Ray Fontaine's beauty school, <laughs> To me, is like it sounds like it should be in the movie Grease. Like it feels very throwback and very right? like. And I studied at Ray Fontaine. That's why I know how to give you giant lashes. Like that's a that's a big yes. one for me that really popped into my head early. He could definitely be like a Vegas lounge singer. Yeah, he is you know? a very like it is a very um, charactery name. I now yeah. realize. Um, he also it, it, he he came from a very Catholic family, and he had like. Eight brothers and sisters. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was some... And they were not well off. They were poor. And so they just... They were just in this big Ramley house. And, like, I remember going to his bathroom and his mom's bras were all hanging, like, on the shower shower rod. And they were huge. Like, she had birthed eight people and breastfed them. So she had these huge old honkers. And so I just remember seeing her bras and they were like quadruple f's <laughs> and they were just hanging on the shower curtain i just remember being like you know because my mother is a korean petite teeny woman who has been like a negative double a <laughs> her boobs are a negative double a <laughs> they're and inverted so, i see what yeah, <laughs> she does they, yeah they go inside uh-huh. um and they're actually they're just flat and she and like and i just remember being like oh my god sure biggest boobs i've 
look at the size of that bra. It was like um, a salad bowl, like a, a serving. Oh, a, bless. Like a serving bowl oh. of salad, each boob. Oh, my God. That woman's <laughs> life is so far removed from what you and I will ever experience. I mean. It's kind of mind-blowing just I how mean, different our life experiences can be, even in, like, a first-world country or at least what we argue is a first world country but like yeah. that I, I feel like I had the same thing too where yeah I would see like someone else's my my mom is tiny also in in every way and 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 same like being over at someone's house and like having you know being at that age where just no one respects anything about their parents and so they just like go into their mom's bedroom and pull out an ugly bra just to be like look at this let's laugh at something and like and definitely same being like oh my I just oh, remember this, oh, right. I just being I just remember being very reactive to large breasts at the time <laughs> because I was so not used to them I didn't particularly have them my mothers were tiny my sister was like you know everybody all the breasts that I had seen were small and so I remember um seeing a mo- I don't remember what movie but I remember a fr- I had a friend at the time who had big boobs and we were watching a movie together and the girl went topless and she had big old hunk. I think it was Uma Thurman. I don't know. It was somebody like that with big old hunkers. And I just remember being, whoa, those boobs are huge. And my friend being like, they're not that big. Like, just feeling really like, don't make me feel bad. Oh no! Yeah, and I just oh she even, of the big big beautiful boobs. Yeah, and I just didn't even wreck it. I just remember being like, oh, I shouldn't have said that. Yeah, in front of her because I made her feel bad. Yeah, but I just remember being like, whoa, boobs. <laughs> <laughs> did you did you uh, did you experience? Um, was there a sense like in? The, I know that you were you know because you sort of found a place within the fringes of the placeless. Um, but but being in theater and being president and stuff like that, did you encounter ever the kind of like, oh yeah, Helen? I don't know. Like, are you a Juliet? I mean, you're sort of exotic. Like, was there any sort of like, like intentional or inadvertent racism that would happen? Oh, in terms absolutely. Of, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Like our junior year. Was it our junior year or sophomore year? We did Hello Dolly, and and I totally didn't get a part in Hello Dolly mm. because Hello Dolly is white people, right? Yeah, totally. What, what did what did you what were the were the do you remember projects that like sort of yeah we just couldn't do more... plays that were written by like we couldn't do plays or musicals that were known. Because yeah. people couldn't get past it. And so, but I do remember we, um, my senior year, we had an advisor who was also the advisor for the like eco club, mm-hmm. like the environmental club. And so we ended up doing like writing our own musical full of like eco friendly songs about saving the earth. That's pretty adorable. And so, and so I had a part in that because it wasn't, it was an original thing that we wrote and made ourselves. Right. You know, and they were silly songs. And like, they were like, you can sing about, what, ginkgo trees? But that's really all you're qualified. You're like, oh, my God, why don't you go fuck yourself? <laughs> oh, boy. For sure. A lot of people, a lot of people don't realize um, New England, Massachusetts, 
it, it, specifically and New England in general is a very racist place. Yeah, I do know that, but I but I agree with you that yeah, people a lot of think people it's like it's the North. Yeah, because people they think fought it's, against slavery. That's, that's right, and mm-hmm. especially because the Northeast is considered politically very liberal. Right. Um, yes. But but there are there is no racial diverse in Maine and New Hampshire. Yes. Yes. There just is not any yeah. racial diversity and the only reason why there's racial diversity in Massachusetts is because of all the higher education it's mm-hmm. because of all the universities there mm-hmm. um and so um but that but like you know a lot of my upbringing like experience was like you know I would go to Boston and it was like goodwill hunting you know yeah. like the you know that those characters in goodwill hunting you don't see this in goodwill hunting but they say the n-word and they say chink and they say, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, they're those Southie kids like they're racist. <laughs> right. Right. And um, and there's a lot of that. And so I experienced a lot of racism, like overt racism where people would say shit to my face God, in Massachusetts, ugh. even though it's considered a bastion. And then like and, and if you're not white, people don't you know, people are like. You know, I get a lot of response like, oh, Boston is such a great city. But then I'm like, well, you know what Chris Rock said? Chris Rock is like, Boston is like the Birmingham of the North. Mm. It's really great. Mm-hmm. If you're not mm-hmm. white, you realize yeah. you experience that. And if you are white, you don't. Yeah. I mean, that's I I, I, I got to say that doesn't surprise me. Just you know, and I've spent almost no time in Boston. But um, but that makes sense. Like it does, it was just based on what I do know and, and p- people whose experiences I've heard about. Um, it makes sense. It's sad as hell. Uh, yeah. As it I is a, anywhere. I have a big but... beef with Mark Wahlberg, who was a South Key, Southie kid. Do you feel like he, what, in what way? My, uh, um, Mark, do you know about Mark Wahlberg's history? Not really. I mean, I know he's an underwear model. That's about as far back <laughs> as it goes for me. Before he was an underwear model, he was uh, arrested multiple times for racial hate crimes as a child, (gasps) as a a juvenile. Oh, I don't know anything about this. Oh, yeah. And so this came out, it resurfaced again recently, like two years ago, because he was trying to get his record expunged because he wanted to become a volunteer sheriff or something like that. A volunteer cop of some kind, and he couldn't do it. I'm sorry, because he... I just have to. I just have to let that sit there for a second because nothing could surprise me less. But I also like need a, some a little bit of a space for an eye roll. <laughs> oh God. Okay. He was Continue. trying to be a volunteer law enforcement officer of some kind. Oh my God. And because he has this criminal record, which is sealed because he was a juvenile at the time, but it doesn't. It, it precludes you from being a law enforcement officer. Oh and so God. he was trying to get his record expunged and people who know about it were like, oh, hell no. You were a straight up racist and he has still mm. not to this day apologized directly for those. Well, that was incidents. my next question. Certainly, yeah. like if you're if he's willing to go to the mat and be like, I am very ashamed. And that was just about, you know, this and that and insecurity and all that. That's one thing, but that's like, exactly what, if there's that's no, exactly yeah. what would do it. I mean, yeah. that would do it for me. Yeah. Um, you know, because of, you know, you're 15, of course people are going to fuck up at 15. I did the stupidest shit at 15 because you're 15 and your brain is not developed and you're an idiot. Right. But I mean, he attacked people Oof. Oof. physically And to the point where he got arrested and said to juvenile and um, 
and did permit he permanently blinded a Vietnamese man. What? In Boston when he was like 15 years old. What? Permanently blinded. You can Google all this. Oh this all my lord. Mark Wahlberg permanently blinded a Vietnamese man in a hate crime attack when he was oh, like 15. No. He attacked oh, no. another. Vi- that was the second Vietnamese man he had attacked. In addition to a black little girl, like a 13-year-old little oh, black no. girl who ca- he called the N-word and all kinds of things. Oh, my and he was arrested and spent time in juvenile hall and all this stuff. I got into a big online argument with an acquaintance who was like, I worked with him. He's he's a great human being. He's a humanitarian. And I was like, I don't doubt that. I, yeah. He just has never owned up. You know, a lot of people discount the power of apology, the power yes, yeah. of saying I'm sorry. The, the, the thing about saying I'm sorry is that you allow the victim, because it's not about you. It's about allowing the victim of your actions the chance to forgive you. Mm Mm-hmm. Well said. Oh, oh, it's time for a quick break. I will be back after a word from our friends at Maximum Fun. Hi, I'm Biz. And I'm Teresa. And we host One Bad Mother, a comedy podcast about parenting. Whether you are a parent or just know kids exist in the world, join us each week as we honestly share what it's like to be a parent. These are really hard questions. They are really hard questions. I don't have any answers for that. I don't either. Sack of garbage. No. The end of the show will just be five minutes of Biz and Teresa crying and screaming until the outro is played. So join us each week as we judge less, laugh more, and remind you that you are doing a great job. Find us on MaximumFun.org, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, I want to get to this MASH game, but... uh... But I'm I'm trying to think of some of the, of the different ways that I want to incorporate some of the stuff that we talked about <laughs> into Mesh. Uh, I definitely feel like I would love to get into this. Is one of my favorites uh, to talk about with with people who are into theater, especially when they were younger. But um, if are there three roles? They they can certainly be you know it could be a gender bending situation. It can be like you would have loved the opportunity to blank, but people couldn't see past your race. Therefore, there was no chance you were ever going to play this that type of thing. Three roles from like any play, musical, anything like that that you would um, that would have been really fun to to do oh my god can i did can i please disclose something extremely embarrassing (laughs) takes a hey takes a lot of courage to admit something embarrassing and apologize (laughs) when i was young and even kind of to this day i love cats Oh, here it is, everybody. You heard it here. There's another deep, there's another fucked up story to that. You know that the original Broadway cast recording of Cats had a very racist Chinky Chinky Chong song in it. Did you know that? I didn't. I don't know anything about Cats, to be honest. I've never seen it, but. So I grew up in New York City as a, you know, before high school. And um, when you grew up in New York City, at some point in your New York City public education, they take you on a field trip to Broadway because it's right there. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's uh, if you grew up in New York City, at some point you've gone to see a Broadway play, and if you're my er- era, you saw Cats. 
because cats yeah. is <laughs> also it could be your children. era or anyone else's era because it's been around forever. Right, exactly. Because cats is the perfect musical to take sure. children because there's no sure. plot. There's no story. They don't have to follow anything. It's people in cat costumes. And so, and because I moved around so much, I happened to catch every school's big field trip to go see cats. I had seen cats three times. Oh my God. Before I was like 14 years old. That is and amazing. And I loved it. <laughs> I loved it. It's mad. It's like people in cat costumes. Oh my God. And they're coming down the aisles. They're in and they're amongst us. You have described something that like makes perfect sense for someone of a certain age to be delighted by and you know, maybe less sense for Oh my god, when I was nine, my mind was blown. Sure. Mind freaking blown. Because you're oh my god. And then and then at some point in the musical, they come down the aisles and the cats are like bouncing on the the audience chairs. And you look over and oh my god, there's a cat right there next to me. Plus, this was the cat that you weren't allergic to. So right. that's also like a huge plus. <laughs> and so I loved cats. And then years later, like in my 20s, I got really nostalgic for cats because I was like, oh, my God, I loved cats so much when I was a kid. I saw it three times. It was like the only musical I'd seen until I was like an adult. And so I go and I buy the original Broadway cast recording mm-hmm. of Cats. I pop that shit in. And wouldn't you know, there is a song that's like ding, 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 ding. The chinks, they swarmed aboard. Oh, no. Literally, that is a line from Growl Tigers. If you look up Growl Tigers Last Stand, Mm -mm. ding, 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 ding. The chinks, they swarmed aboard. And I was like, the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) I'm now in my 20s and I'm like, the fuck is this shit? How did this get past me all three times I saw it as a kid? But when you're a kid, you just don't know. Sure. So listen to this. So when my dad had that um, rotisserie chicken um, snack place, yeah, we had a bodega cat that would kill all the mice in the basement. Mm. And one time I went down there, I didn't touch it because I was allergic. Yeah, but I serenaded the cat by going meow, 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 and I swear to God, the cat understood. I'm sure it did. I'm sure it did. I was like, so what are you telling me? Are you telling me that you would be whoever the, I'm so sorry. Again, I do not, I have not seen it, but is it, is that the, does Taylor Swift sing that song? Is that Grizabella? Grizabella, is that her name? Yeah. That sounds like it's entirely likely, but I can't confirm it. <laughs> Grizabella, great. Okay, give me two more roles. Oh, Hello Dolly, because I didn't yep. get to be in Hello Dolly when I was in high school. Great. Actual and Dolly, then, even though I can't really sing. Well, listen, I don't. This is a mash game. This is your. This is whatever fabulous uh, okay. future slash past slash alternate universe you um, want. So. And then I would love to be <laughs> King George in Hamilton. Oh, wonderful. There <laughs> I think you that's go. such a great role. Dare to dream. I love it. Um, okay. Next category. Let's do three movies that you can jump into whenever you want just to sort of be in that world and just hang with the characters and like however fantastical or, you know, grounded or whatever. But three. Oh, Strictly Ballroom. Great. Do you like that movie? Do you, have you seen it? Uh, it's wonderful. Oh, it's so good. It's a wonderful. And I just I, wanted ugh. to be Australian. They are there. I don't know where they are in Australia. It's definitely not Sydney because they have these thick ass Australian accents. Yeah, and it's so. That's fun. a good question. I don't know where it takes place either. Now that you say that, like deep in the country somewhere. Yeah, Perth Great. Okay. or something. Strictly ballroom love. Two more. Uh, I love sci-fi. So like Blade Runner. Oh, great, 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 great. Yeah. 
Star Wars. <laughs> you couldn't sound less sure or excited. Yeah. <laughs> so Star Wars, just a ju- the general. Listen, if I say Star Wars, that's good because you get an endless amount of worlds within that world. Star Wars, the um, A New Hope. Okay. Like the Great. very, very first Star Wars. Great. Let's do romance. This is a mash game. We got to get some in there. Three people, characters, cartoons, book characters, don't care. Anyone living or dead of any age, any era in their lives uh, that you would like to have romantic slash sexy times with in this alternate universe. The Mandalorian. Great. Absolutely. I would mm, I would hit it with that helmet on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Listen, mm-hmm. I don't disagree. I would hit it with all the gear on. Just, just whip it out. <laughs> Let's just hit it. Um... Uh, uh, Angelina Jolie and Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Yeah. <laughs> I will say that, I mean, really, you can say what you will about them, their relationship, being having to be in the spotlights, whatever was going on. I mean, the perfect that, 10 of hotness. Their chemistry is <laughs> unreal in that movie. I, for years, the number one item on my bucket list, and probably still is to this day, was to have a threesome with Brangelina. Oh it, it, and now that, it gets yes, harder and harder as the years <laughs> roll by. <laughs> now I have to consult a divorce lawyer. Oh, now I have that's to, so like, true. Like, it's gotten who has messy. Custody of the kids. That's right. That's right. That's right. Uh, no, like, I'm, I mean, th- perfect tens of hotness. That's a great pull because that really is a very, very sexy movie. It's mm. a very sexy movie. I would fuck them individually, yeah. independent of each other, together, like yeah. it's with the Mandalorian in the room. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, number three. And I am, yes, I got Angelina Jolie. Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could include Brad, but I guess I feel like he's going to show up if you get yeah, the middle no, one anyway. Yeah, so. no. Angel- Angelina, definitely. Yeah. And Mr. Great. and Mrs. Smith. I want to do Nathan Fillion in the um, the Firefly series. Great, agreed. Wonderful. Yes. Yeah. Great. Mm-mm-mm. I love Yum. a space a space yeah. swashbuckler. Apparently, I know. Does it for me? I know it. Oh, that was a great. That yeah. Listen, mm. I can't believe it was one season. It's so bizarre. Okay. Um. All right. Next category three. Uh. I'm just knocking out all the classics. Three foods that in this reality you don't eat a lot of, or you wish you could, but for one reason or another you can't just like eat it and eat it and eat it and eat it forever. Uh. In this alternate universe, you can with zero negative ramifications. Spam. Great. Like. <sighs> I I don't eat um, four-legged animals anymore, but pork spam, original pork spam, yummy. yeah, great. If they could make it synthetically, like like in a like a you know in Star Trek like mm-hmm. replicator, like can you yeah. replicate the pork spam without actually yeah. killing a pig? I feel like they'll get there. I feel like that's on the horizon. Yeah. To, it, like on mis- like you would mistake the original for for the replacement. I think they'll get there. But in this in this in this universe we're creating here could be tomorrow. All right, two more ice cream because i'm lactose intolerant and mm-hmm. also i don't do i gave it i gave up dairy but I, yeah. man ice cream mm-hmm. yeah if they could replicate that shit too mm. beautiful mm. cheetos original crunchy not yeah. the flaming hot yeah <laughs> i don't i don't know what this i don't know what y'all are doing with your yeah. mouths on fire <laughs> but this ultra everything oh, spicy to original. the max is like it's gone too far yeah okay yeah. i don't need fl- i don't need f- shit flaming hot yeah i don't need shit either. on fire <laughs> crunchy and salty is yeah. good with me yeah so original flavor Fantastic. cheetos extra crunchy fantastic 
Uh, next category, let's do how about, well, we, we kind of talked about sci-fi. So, and this is a real, like, all of a sudden I'm asking you to invent whole things in your mind very quickly. So uh, sorry for that. But I, but three, give me like three sci-fi worlds that you haven't necessarily seen yet. It could be because you want the combination of two, two things. Um, it could be sci-fi fantasy. It could be like, you know, I'd love to see Hogwarts, but like, I would prefer for it to be underwater or, you know what I'm saying? Like mm. you could adapt existing sci-fi worlds or you could just come up with something brand new that you've never seen, but three new ones. Oh gosh. I, I love deserts because of Star Wars. They're always a great, there's always a great desert scene in yeah. Star Wars. Um, but I hate being dry. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know I hear what? everything you're um, saying. Desert, but with more oases. Yep. More you know, like a, like a, um, a, a desert with like every, every uh mile marker there's like a there's like a great like gas station slash watering hole great great <laughs> it makes sense listen that would, every that mile would, marker of desert. yeah that would that would take away some of my issues with the desert which i also feel i love and <laughs> but at a certain point i'm like i love the desert i definitely want to like go under a big beautiful tree more often than i have the chance to if i'm in the desert um okay great uh uh give me two more I love um, like a frozen. Um, remember in the the um, the star the the Star Wars the old school Star Wars with Christopher Reeve. Did you ever see that Wait, one? Star Wars or Superman? No, no, uh, Superman, Superman. Oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. What am I saying? Oh, like when he goes to the what I call the, the yeah the crystal place. Like he throws mm-hmm. the thing, and then like a whole city of crystal stuff pops up. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, I was obsessed with that also, which I recently. Uh, I recently called uh, the Temple of Solace, <laughs> and it turns out it's the Fortress of Solitude. I think. Yes. So I was. I'm never gonna live down calling it the Temple <laughs> of Solace. Uh, but yes, the Fortress of Solitude. Yeah, those crystals were like, oh my god, I, how bad did you want to be in that space? So oh I my love god. That. So I am obs- I I hate being cold more than anything. I hate, it's one of the reasons why I live in Los Angeles. Yeah. I hate being cold, but I'm obsessed with cold places. Yeah. I love snow. I love like I have a, it's also on my bucket list that I want to stay in that like ice hotel. Yes. You know, wherever that ice hotel is. Uh, yes. Yes. If I they could too somehow make an ice hotel that yeah. is warm. <laughs> yeah. But not melty. Yeah. <laughs> No, I get it. They could make all the ice. If the ice could be, if the ice could retain its integrity as ice, but me physically was not in a freaking parka. Yeah. If I could be in a t shirt. Yep. While chilling at the ice hotel and not be cold, even though the integrity of the ice stays icy. Yeah. Ooh. Beautiful. Like a whole city of that in a a, a sci fi world. I love that. I shit. cannot tell you how much I love that. <sighs> love it. I love it. I don't know how you're going to come up with a third one because that was unless we're calling Fortress of Solitude two an ice hotel slash city. Of... No, it was the same okay. concept. It was, okay, that's why right. I liked the Fortress of Solitude because it was yeah. like an ice hotel. It was Agreed. like an ice structure. Great, but it was crystals, right? It wasn't actually ice. It was crystals, or, or was it? Yeah, I think it was crystals. Uh, yeah, you're, you're right. But um, but I prefer if it was ice because. Like just the other day, I saw an ice sculpture, and I was like, "Man, I love an ice sculpture." Yeah, but they get melty. 
Yeah. <laughs> if, only, if, if only the ice sculptures didn't get melty and I wasn't freezing. Correct. Um, uh, uh, thirdly, uh, I would love to see... Um, I kind of loved the concept of water world. <laughs> oh, no, I agree. I agree. I, I didn't necessarily love the execution. Yeah. But I loved... I kind of love the concept that, like, we're, I mean, it's kind of happening, right? Like, everything's melting and, like, mm-hmm. uh, we're all going to be underwater. That's right. We're all just going to be in a watery world. And I love right. being in a watery world. I just don't like being on a boat. Yeah. So if I could be in a platformed or a floating, mm-hmm. a floating lily pad, I guess Great. this is what the um, de- um, Holland is, isn't it? Yep, just floating around on a lily pad. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Floating around on a lily pad. I love it. I absolutely love it. I put water world, but we both know what that means. Uh, Okay. And as does everyone else. Uh, Okay. Next category, I want to do, well, you know what? Let's do three real places in the world, whether you've been there or not, that you would like to have a vacation home. The Maldives. Great. The Big Island of Hawaii. Agreed. Oh, the Swiss Alps. Yep. Gotta get our snow in there. Yeah. Um, okay, beautiful. Let's do three characters. Let's do three people from either history or from like a like like literature that you would love to be friends with. Oh God, it's got to be literature. I like history or literature. Mm-hmm. I'm getting very picky on this category. History or literature that I would like to be friends. with with mm-hmm. um uh lincoln no great. fdr fdr great because he's um uh you know he's so so similar to bernie sanders who i love there you go no offense bernie haters and i know there's lots of you out there i know yeah. you're very vocal these are divisive times <laughs> but i like him doesn't mean you have to. <laughs> um, so FDR, um, uh, what, uh, like a lead suffragette. Did you see mm-hmm. that movie Suffragette? Yeah, yeah, Did yeah. Did you know yeah, that yeah, they yeah. were bombing Why? shit? I mean, I, yeah. Isn't I that mean, crazy? I was like, damn, yeah. them, suffra- them suffragettes were like doing stuff. Yeah. I mean, I thought they were just like marching on mass. Yeah. No, they were doing like like terrorist actions yeah it's to get pretty the vote. extraordinary so one of those pretty extraordinary ladies who's like Great. yeah we gotta bomb shit not that i encourage bombing shit understood but, you know sometimes you just, you like uh, the chutzpah yeah i mean that's ballsy as fuck like they're like in still in wearing corsets and stuff i know it's pretty crazy <laughs> it really is oh god you really caught me with this one. I'm not hist- a history buff, and I don't read. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I had to get you somewhere. I literally don't read. Um, in literature, uh, oh, okay. Uh, Carrie. Oh, great, great. Yeah, by the way, don't be fooled by the word literature. It can still mean, like, Dr. Seuss. So, um, great, okay. Carrie, got her. Okay, uh, final category. Let's do 
<laughs> this is so stupid. This is really stupid. I love it. Give me three, <laughs> because this is inspired purely off of the suffragette thing. <laughs> Give me three ways. Like, I don't know. It doesn't, they don't have, it doesn't have to be a specific person you have in mind. It could just be like the idea of the type of person who behaves in, in ways that you disagree with all that. But like, Give me three types of punishment that, <laughs> I mean, listen, it's up to you. If you want them to be like extraordinary, painful and actually lead to death, that's up to you. But like also it could just be like, it would be so satisfying to actually in real life, see a person get the a pie in the face, like in, in a, in a context in which it was not a hidden camera show. Like it genuinely was just like, and now you're getting a pie in the face in front of everyone. Like a literal pie in the face. It could be a literal pie in the pa- face. It could be like, they get tickled till they piss themselves. Like oh. three punishments as, as, as severe or as mild as you would like. Um, and it doesn't have, you don't have to tell me who it's aimed at, but just like that you would like to see you can have oh. someone in your mind or you can have like a certain type of person in your mind like the person that agrees with blah 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 i would like to see them this happen to them and it could so it could be like totally made up like no one's ever been punished this way before or it could be something that pre-exists oh um people who say disgusting things to women as they walk by, like strangers mm-hmm, who mm-hmm, say mm-hmm. gross things to women as they walk by. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just want their pants to fall off. Great. This like, is exactly and, what I'm talking about. Including their underwear. I, I've never done this category before. Like, it is brand just drop, new. Just drop every, like everything. You're just, nailing like, it. All the elastic just comes out and like, let's see. Hey man, you think you got the, you, you let's you got the balls to say something. Let's I see what the balls are looking like. Couldn't agree more. Let's see I junk. couldn't agree more. It's wonderful. It's a wonderful solution. And then they can't solution. get them back up. <laughs> <laughs> or what if their pants are just gone? <laughs> Like they're just yes. gone. Yes. They just disappear. Disappearing pants and underwear. <laughs> yes. Just oh, gone. That's very satisfying. Oof. Okay. So, isn't that deeply satisfying? It's deeply mm. to the bone satisfying. Mm-mm. Two more. Um, okay. People who uh, don't use their blinker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, my. People who don't use their blinker uh, and then try to turn, uh, their car just stops. Their car just stops. Car stops. Great. Car just dead. Dead in the middle of the road. Dead. Car stops. No blinker. Great. Great, great, great. Um, People who... Oh, people who litter. Mm-hmm. Oh, I hate people mm-hmm. who litter. Mm-hmm. People who litter, including and especially people who don't pick up after their dogs. Mm-hmm. Whatever they tossed out ends up in their bed. Okay, in their bed. Great, yes. great. I was very afraid, in but also excited that you were going to say they had to eat it. Um, okay. No, just in their, bed. in their bed. They throw it out callously. Their dog does their do. Guess what? Magically in yo bed. All night, you can't remove it for that entire night, and in you can't leave your bed. Yo. Beautiful. <laughs> Beautiful. Okay, uh, pick a number between one and seven. Seven. Okay. 
I'm going to uh, do the special math that only can be applied to the MASH game. Uh, if you, we're going to do a race. Of course, Julian can edit if we need him to. But uh, we're going to do a little, you tell the people where they can find you, what they should know about, um, and all that good stuff uh, to promote the wonderfulness that is Helen, uh, while I get your results together to share with you after that <laughs> happens. So fun. You can find me on the socials at funny. Helen Hong, because some other bitch named Helen Hong has my shit. Oh, boy. And you shouldn't follow her because she's not funny. No, don't follow <laughs> the her. The key is the funny. Follow at funny Helen Hong. One day, after you follow at funny Helen Hong, at funny Helen Hong will magically become Helen Hong, and that's when you know I killed that bitch. Aha. Uh-huh. At funny Helen Hong, you can find my performance calendar on my brand new updated website, HelenHong.com, which I did get. Very Take cool. That, oh, you Helen did get Hong. it. Oh, she's so bitter right now. <laughs> and uh, and obviously, you can listen to me on right here on the Maximum Fun Network on Go Fact Yourself. You said that like a person who is seasoned at being misheard because it is a pun of a title for a reason. I just like I just like saying it aggressively. Like you Got know it. what? You know what? Go fact yourself. You know what, buddy? Um, you can go fact yourself. <laughs> He's like the gentle time you take <laughs> to say fact when everything else is aggressive. Uh, if you like trivia, you know what you could do? You could just go fact yourself. <laughs> <laughs> At this point, it's just fun to say. Uh, no, I appreciate it. And I've done the show and it is a lot of it fun. Is. Uh, we enjoyed having you and you it, were a delight. It's a lot of fun indeed. Uh, I'll tell you what's going to be fun is the outcome of your mash. I feel oh, very, very good boy. about these positive oh, results. Boy. It feels, they all, I mean, listen, I haven't, I haven't like really thought it through, but a lot of it, is, it feels very... A little- a little thing and thing with the thing. Mm-hmm. I did my, but in the case of seven, I did. I that really does kind of gives me the one, two, three, four, five, six, seven cross off kind of thing. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven cross off. So uh, that yielded some very, very, very positive results. Okay. Um, I definitely see some things that kind of link up. So I'm going to first start by telling you that uh, you have this sort of double whammy of having a mansion in the Swiss Alps. Nice but also access to the even colder yet warmer Fortress of Solitude inspired <laughs> city of ice. Yay! Um, I am a huge fan of all things snow and ice as well, and I have Yay. similar feelings about freezing. So um, I'm very, very excited that, that you have created this city that I can hopefully now visit you in. I, love I will it. also absolutely be showing up at your mansion in the Swiss Alps. Hell um, yeah. When you, uh, even though that you're you're experiencing all this cold weather, as you know, you are comfortably warm, so you can still eat all the ice cream you want, Yay. and you're not going to feel like, oh, why am I eating ice cream in cold weather? Um, so congratulations to that. Now, I don't know if you like to lap up your ice cream like you're a cat with a bowl, <laughs> but I do want to <laughs> congratulate you on your work as Grizabella and Cats. <laughs> Very pleased and impressed. Meow, meow. Meow, 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 meow. It's the reward for your serenade of that cat back in the day has come to fruition. Wow. Uh, Earning the respect, by the way, not only of uh, everyone around you, but of also your your distant but dear friend, FDR. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> FDR, my homie. Definitely your homie. Definitely your homie. Uh, you also have access to when you want to just slip into a totally other world, you can jump into Star Wars A New Hope, the very first ever Star Wars movie. Nice. Uh, so that gives you your access to your desert. So I think you've still sort of won all of that. Um, when you uh, feel the frustration of a car that refuses to use its blinker and you get to just watch that car just sort of come to a mysterious and sad halt (laughs) and the person coming out just bewildered and sad uh i want you to to really really enjoy that um nothing on this list i don't think is going to be as enjoyable as your sexual and romantic (gasps) escapades with angelina jolie She was my first choice. Who probably will throw in Brad Pitt just for kicks. Ugh, I mean, so come on. Very, very positive results of this mash. Yes! Of this mash. Uh, congratulations. My hat's off. Better than I could have hoped for. Yeah, it really, it, you really nailed it. Thank you so um, much. And thank you for telling everyone to, where they can find you. I uh, will thank everyone who is listening to this episode and uh, saying, you know, those of us who are uh, fortunate enough to have uh, projects at, at Max Fun are, are, are getting really excited to, to look forward to this upcoming Max Fun drive. So all your favorite podcasts on Max Fun will be announcing fun things they have afoot for the future. I feel certain that um, Helen and I will have some fun stuff to offer. So uh, I will talk to you next time on the podcast. Yay! The show is recorded by me and edited by Julian Burrell. And as always, the JV Club theme song is Back Before We Were Brittle by the amazing Say Hi. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.